Joe, what are the three R's that every cheerleader needs to know? What? Rah, rah, rah. That's a huge. And there we go. You don't have to explain it. It's not like a hard joke to understand. I get it. Why were all the bowling pins laying down on the job? Because they were Portuguese. (laughs) (laughs) There was a strike. Oh, that's funnier. (laughs) No, no, I'm going with the Portuguese one. Hey. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And, uh,. As as uh, as you might have seen in the socials, uh, I've doubled my income uh, being a being a podcaster this week, Joe. Uh, doing two podcasts that don't pay anything. <laughs> That's right, Jocks. You did. Um. Uh, uh. And and literally, I was so awful that's been pointed out by a number of people, mostly the same people who point out I'm awful on this podcast. I didn't say you were uh, awful. You misconstrued. You misconstrued my comment to you. I listened to your podcast, or I listened to your your episode of On the Sidelines with Don Picaro. Picaro. What's his yeah. name? Picaro. Picaro, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> and it was the third episode of his podcast. And um, you were, you know, it was a nice tight hour. And I think he spoke for two minutes of that hour. <laughs> so I didn't say you stunk. I just said it was nice of you to let him be a guest on his own podcast as well. First your your critiques were spot on, namely being I didn't even promote my own podcast on it. You know, speak for fifty eight minutes out of sixty and never mention this podcast because I suck. And uh, actually, but, no, that was you. You you made my second birthday wish come true. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretending it didn't exist. Yes, uh, but no. When I was saying, some people who criticize. You know me about this podcast. In fact, I wasn't talking about you at the time, but you know we were going to get there. Uh, so yes, you weren't the first person to to, to pile on, but it was fun. Um, Donnie worked with me uh, for the football team, and we've become really good friends since then. He, as I talked about on the podcast a couple times has worked for this team the brave heart since the first pitch they're in a league called the future league single a baseball the future league conan <laughs> they got a three or four game run with nesson this summer that donnie was the main broadcaster the play-by-play guy so you know that was great for him uh but i did i as we talked about on that podcast we met under very trying circumstances but through those trying circumstances, I have a lifelong friend with Price is Right, um, who's been on the show, with Rodney, <laughs> you know, who's been on the show, who's been on the show, Donnie, who wants to come on the show, our friend Matt as well. So although it was a trying experience and, and then I became friends with somebody else who worked on the hockey team, who's now with the New Jersey Devils, but it was fun, it, you know, but it was interesting being it is the first time I've been a guest on a podcast. Right, and it's funny you gave your full name on that podcast, but I I forbid last names on our podcast. So I, it, it's good that there was no cross promotion because that way there's no way they can find you. <laughs> uh, so so that was interesting. Uh, a neighbor recently pointed out to us, well, one of my children's friends had made a comment, and you know that they got it from their parents that uh, our household quote unquote skipped September 
Uh, we put out all our Halloween decorations last week. Ah. We 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 are the yard with the you know the, the two really large inflatables out there. Um, the skeleton hanging on the lamppost. The skeleton dog. You know, it's my wife's my wife's favorite holiday. Mine's Christmas. We have a giant pine tree in the front yard that the Christmas lights never come off of, but I turned them on. So we do. We have this nightmare before Christmas motif. And the way I look at it, fuck everything. 2020 has been so miserable. If I can milk a little joy out of the wife's favorite holiday season, in which she's not going to be able to do 75% of the normal you know, Halloween, you know, activities. She likes to go to Salem two or three times during this and the different festivals that they have down there that have all been shelved for the year and stuff. But uh, but it was really funny when the little kid from across the street's like, oh, yeah, you guys skipped September. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think the 10-year-old came up with that one himself. <laughs> so you're basically like a target in August. So you're no yeah. different. yeah. Uh, so it, 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 not only, and I didn't realize this till I was listening to the radio, just on my way home, not only has the Halloween season officially started here, Joe, the official voting for the 2020 presidential election has officially started as of today, this recording on Friday. Oh, we're going to get into it already. Oh my no, God. I didn't even know that, but it's like that, you know, Halloween started early, voting started early. I'm up for both. <laughs> I'm up for voting early and, and starting Halloween now. I'm up for voting uh, twice. Uh, no, you know, that's at least what the, the guidance that I got from our president. Vote early, vote often, baby. Uh, so school's up and running. You got one kid uh, in the public school system. How has your first few days gone? Relatively smoothly. He's been getting online every day uh, on time. You know, no excuse to be late for school now. It's like none. zero. None. No. I mean, they should ban you from school if you're late now. But he, yeah, he, they, they gave him a laptop because, you know, he's white. And he, uh, <laughs> I kid, he's not white. But, uh, <laughs> no, but they gave him like, they gave him like a nice, like, IBM ThinkPad. It's not even a Chromebook. Like, it's like a, you know, because the Chromebooks suck. Honestly, they do. They blow. And I'm sorry if your kid has a Chromebook because they suck. But you know, whatever. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, he he he's good. We made sure that he's got internet connectivity. He's got um, he's got water. What else? He's uh, access to a bathroom. Uh, he he's golden. So yeah, he's um, off and running. He goes to school this week in person for the week. So that'll be interesting. And um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see who coughs first. <laughs> So I was really impressed with our city of Lowell and how they handled everything in April, May, and June. I have friends who live in wealthier communities like Bedford, and they didn't get half the schooling that our kids were able to get. And Lowell, you know, came together quickly. We have friends who live in Lexington. We even have friends who live in Arlington who, you know, I, I mean, they weren't given Chromebooks. They were given like ThinkPads. I mean, I, you know, so Queen of England over here. Uh, but I was, I was really impressed with Lowell did last spring in very trying circumstances. Uh, cut to this week. Uh, not, 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 not so much. Uh, a few, a few stumbles right out of the gate that have actually made national headlines. Um, mm. You know, school in our town, like a lot of towns, was pushed back two weeks, about four weeks ago, because they weren't ready. 
And Lowell, you have the option of hybrid, two days on, three days at home, or full remote, you know, five days at home. And because Lowell is so populous, there had to be a lottery. So those who wanted to do come in two days a week, only about 50% got picked to come in. And it started with people with extra like, you know, challenges and people on IEPs or 504 plans and stuff like that. So only about 50% of the people who wanted to do in-school learning got to do in-school learning, which started Thursday. Tuesday night, about nine o'clock, the robocall went out from the superintendent of schools saying, uh, we don't have the right filters for the schools and there's a backlog and we're expecting to get them in this weekend. So if you were planning on doing in-school learning this Thursday, forget it, stay home. We're not ready. Hopefully we'll call you Sunday night if school's going to be open in Lowell. Mm. My oldest son got into the school that we were hoping he was going to get into. We got the phone call, the robocall, and the email saying, come get your Chromebook. You know, we're one of those towns. Trash. Common trash. And uh, look, my kids aren't the best, Joe, but you don't have to call them names. (laughs) And anyways, so we, we went, we picked up both boys' Chromebooks. Well, we picked up the oldest boys' Chromebook, last week late last week then on monday my wife is like hey we haven't got all the home the home uh what is it the the homeroom the schedule and all that stuff we should follow up wrote the principal on tuesday the vice principal calls and says um were you guys doing full remote with us or was, you know, he doing what he did last year, just doing the specials, the art, the music, gym class? Like, no, full time. Okay, great. Calls back an hour later. We got a situation. Turns out he's enrolled in this other school on the other side of town that we know nothing about. Oh, boy. And, and the vice principal's like, we love him. We want him here. So, you know, write this person, tell him, I told you we want him here. The principal wants him here. Of course, I'm driving and he's on like, you know, the speaker. And so my little kid hears that. I'm like, look at him like, don't let it go to your head. You fooled him. All right. You fooled him. So we did. We wrote the school knowing that, look, they're they're a cluster fuck city and we're probably not going to hear back. So the principal says to us on Wednesday nights, like, just have him log in here. Just have him log in with Here's his homeroom teacher. Here's his schedule. You know, it's going to take a couple weeks to sort everything out. So let's assume that he's going to be in here eventually. So why don't we just start him with us? And we were very happy about that. Thursday morning, he gets up. He logs in. No problem. Half hour later, the other school call him. It's called like, the, you know, the STEM Academy. And I let it go to voicemail because I don't know the number. It's, you know, from Cambridge. And the voicemail is like, no, hi, I'm Peter. I'm going to be your son's teacher this year. Uh, I just got hired yesterday, so I don't have all the login information for everybody. So we're going to start school on Monday. Looking forward to getting to know everybody. And, And I'm like, wait, what? They hired this teacher yesterday. Like, school has been pushed back. It, it was supposed to originally start on the 28th of August and it got pushed back 
a week and then it got pushed back two more weeks. I mean, literally, it's been pushed back almost a month. And just two days before, they can't open because they don't have the right air filters. And then the day, the day school's starting, you know, we get the phone call that if, if my son was one of those who was doing in-person learning, well, he wouldn't have been in person because of the filter system. But getting a call from the teacher a half hour after he was supposed to have logged on to the class saying, hey, I don't have any log information because I got hired yesterday. And then I looked in the Huffington Post and there was a story about it because uh-huh. it, it's trending. It's like the school is seven teachers short and they're struggling to hire teachers. So we were very happy the school. We were told he was first in. And we're sticking with them. We're not, we're not going to transfer them to the school that's scrambling to hire teachers the day school opens. Well, wow. That's amazing. So I was, I was really happy. And then my other little guy, we went to get his Chromebook in line for 45 minutes. And then they were like, oh, we don't have his ready. We're really sorry. We'll call you later today or tomorrow. You don't have to wait in line. You know, we'll just come out and hand it to you. No big deal. That was on Tuesday. Get the call Wednesday morning. Pick it up. And then Wednesday afternoon, uh, there's a posting that the teacher put up saying, hey, nobody worry or panic. Tomorrow, if you have to use mom or dad's you know, smartphone or a computer or if there's anything like this, we're seven Chromebooks short. And then, and then, of course, I feel guilty because even though I've heard they're they're garbage absolute trash you (laughs) might as well be on a slate of uh cement so we uh so we we but i feel bad because like as we were bragging on this podcast last week i've had my two jalopy of i you know you know macbook pros fixed last week no one has two computers show um you know, we have the smartphones, we have a tablet. It's like we didn't need the Chromebook, but it came preloaded with all the stuff that he needs for class. So it's like open it up, no thinking about it. It's all right there. So it's it's convenient. But we did. We, we you know, uh, the wife you know, DM the teacher. It's like, hey, we can drive this to somebody else in town who needs it. Or we can, you know, run to Best Buy if we need to, you know, help out. And they're like, no, no, thank you so much. But we're supposed to have all the Chromebooks. All, all, all the pieces of trash should be here next Monday. So like I've been saying, you know, on the podcast forever, you know, I applaud what most schools did, figuring things out, cobbling stuff together, like limping to the finish line last spring. But now you've had seven months to plan and it's been pushed back. It's been pushed back. And then the week of all of this, uh, little, little, uh, little tough out of the gate yeah i mean honestly you 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 could have led with uh, they got chromebooks and i would have been (laughs) devastated that was the end of the story it's like oh my god no i only say trash because they don't have like the security settings properly and i don't know there's a whole there's a whole thing with the chromebook so but and i'm i'm kind of an elitist i'm kind of a jerk trying to up my game as being a complete douchebag so uh, let me know what you think on Facebook, on our Facebook page that I'm going to be canceling this week. Can't wait. And let's get into that. Why are you canceling this, Joe? So <laughs> I want to cancel Facebook altogether. I'm, I'm very much on the line. I'm on the one-yard line, and I can see the defense starting to come and get me. I, I got the ball. I'm ready to cross the, finish, the, the goal line, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I want to sabotage myself here and stay on Facebook. 
but I watched a documentary on Netflix. It's a, I don't know if you call it a documentary so much as like um, a liberal hype uh, piece against social media. Uh, basically, it's called the social. Sorry, let me start again. It's called the social dilemma, and it's a it's uh, it, it interviews people who were involved with Facebook and Google and. Uh, Twitter from the inception of those platforms, and you know they they had the guy who invented the like button interviewed. Long story short, they're um, they're very worried about what Facebook and social media had become and evolved over time from when it once started. That because of its the the way the algorithms that are built into these platforms are meant to not just mine data but to also market data back to the user to keep them engaged so it's it's kind of passe at this point to say that your facebook page doesn't look like my facebook page because the feed that you get is fed by what you tell facebook you like and what you are and you know they have how they how one person put it in the documentary is that we have you know thousands of years of human evolution versus you know a supercomputer that's evolved at exponentially over the past decade or so and there's a team of that against you the the user and you, you there's no way that you can win in that situation the computer is always going to win the computer is always going to know what you want and and uh you know it, 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 there's a there's a um i'm, I'm kind of losing my train of thought because this is why another reason why i want to cancel this fucking podcast cuz i can't talk god damn it god damn this what podcast. do you think you're doing dave oh oh man i am i am fucking livid i do not want to do this podcast anymore but i also don't want to have a facebook page i want to be off i i, I want to be off so my my start the start of the whole uh, trend of me getting off. I canceled my Instagram thing because I hardly use that, but I'm also gonna delete the Carnival Personnel podcast page because not not that I necessarily need. Hold on one second. I uh, dropped something that desperately needs to be picked back up. There we go. Um, I need to. Uh, I, I need to. I need to. I need to cut the cord. Uh, you know, I'm 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 hanging. Twitter is like my my news feed. I I'm trying to pare back my use on Twitter, but social media is getting to me, and it's it's getting it's getting bad. I don't want to feed the machine. You know, so, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had this whole crusade this past week about how he wanted to do a blackout day for you know high profile people to blackout for a whole day. Facebook and Instagram to send a message. Yeah, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things because you're still on Facebook the next fucking day. You're still on Instagram. You still need those platforms in order to push your wares. But at the same time, Facebook is a propaganda machine. It's been usurped by, you know, governments that are not so nice. Uh, for example, uh, the, the violence in Myanmar that uh, you know, came up, came about over the past few years. They kind of traced it back to when smartphones were introduced in Myanmar. The majority of those smartphones 
were preloaded with Facebook. So that was most Myanmar residents' portal to the internet is via the Facebook app on those smart forms that they would get. And, you know, militant groups and, you know, uh, very dangerous groups of, uh, of, of people who were um, trying to sway the, 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 the populace over there would start using it as a propaganda machine, and it worked. And, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm too stupid to remember the details of the, de- the, the violence that happened in Myanmar, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth a, a Google, ironically. <laughs> um, can't, yeah, we can't escape Google. We love Google. But check out the social dilemma. The one thing I didn't like about it was they had this sort of corny narrative, like the scripted narrative that followed a family and how they were, you know, getting addicted to smartphone usage and how they tried to stop using smartphones, but then they couldn't. And then one kid gets persuaded by, you know, an extremist group, by the media feeds that he's been getting on his smartphone, and then he goes to a rally, and there's a whole thing, and that, like, that, all that bullshit didn't need to be in that, but the, 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 the hardcore stuff, the, the, the testimonial stuff is very, very, it's not too revelatory, but there are a couple of nuggets of, like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, these are all really good points, and, yeah, maybe we should be off social media, uh, and, on mass, and um, maybe we shouldn't all have podcasts. That's my two cents. That's what I gleaned from it as well. Maybe we shouldn't have, you know, be all plugged in, um, trying to, you know, get our voices heard. And uh, I don't know. Uh, now, now I'm truly rambling. And uh, you know what? I'm not editing a fucking thing. None of this is going to be edited. <laughs> I swear to God, none of this is going to be edited. I'm going to take this file at the end of the podcast, and I'm going to just upload. You know, I'll trim out. You know, maybe the beginning and the end. I'll put a little, you know, the, the, the song at the beginning, whatever the fuck at the end, and then boom. I'm done for the weekend. You'll hear it on Monday. Two more th- days of non-talking, by the way. I like how we record on a Friday to post on a Monday about something topical. We're always a week behind on the sports, by the way. It's so frustrating. We talk on Friday about last s- Sunday's sports. And but by the time it airs, that's obsolete. It's just like, what are we doing? Why are we here? What's going on? Do we really need to record ourselves and publish it for the world so that five people can hear it? Why? I mean, really, honestly, haven't we proved our point? Haven't we proven our point that neither of us deserves to be on a podcast? That neither of us is going to get better? That I don't want to put in the work and a thousand, the ten thousand hours necessary to make a successful podcast? Isn't this all apparent? Is anybody listening? Does anyone remember laughter? Is there anybody out there? When you were first said you want to cancel Facebook, I wasn't sure if you were going to say just, you know, the Facebook for the podcast and yourself, or you were going to try to find a way to take the system down. I was planning on watching this, and it seems to me it's, it's has an effect on the people I know who've seen it, like uh, Super Size Me has. It's a little hard to go to McDonald's after you've watched Super Size Me. Is it one of those things? It's like, what you know how the sausage is made, you don't want to eat it anymore? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. And, you know, even Seth MacFarlane said, yeah, it's a bit ham-fisted, but the overall message is very good. So, yeah, it's worth a watch. Um, I don't know. Do it. Don't do it. Stay on Facebook. You know, we're, we're all plugged in. You know, we're all in the matrix. 
Um, maybe, just, maybe, maybe we're all. It's all too far gone. I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't seen it yet. But I just had a my my oldest son's birthday dinner with my mom and dad and my sister, and I was saying that I was planning on watching it this weekend. And I recommended my dad watch it just because anything that might get him to uh, take two hours of stop watching Fox News to watch something else, you know, and my sister kind of jumped on and said, yeah, she was planning on watching it, too. I don't know if she is completely off of Facebook, but I think she largely is except for work type thing, you know, you know, where her job requires like them. You know, doing doing some Facebook stuff, but largely she's come off it, and, and truly, and you've never been know, on it. You've I've never been smartly on smartly, never been on it. The all I will say, you know, the one thing I like is my wife gets these memory updates, and it's kind of always a nice like little walk down memory lane, and it, it's nice that she's been able to, you know, like I, I think that's something she's talked with your management about is that your management is a little bummed that it came out after. Your guys were little, and she didn't get to kind of, you know, you know, do that. I'm the, the only thing I'm on is Twitter, and I, technically Instagram, but I think I've checked it like once a month for the past like year since whenever I signed up for it. Um, and I and I have even I've cut back on Twitter, and I've tried to change my Twitter feed a little bit, uh, like you know, not just regular news. Honestly, it's it's more stand up comics and you know, comic book news and than other news or but a lot of the political stuff that I do see comes from the comedy shows that I listen to that tend to trend political, you know, like the daily show and stuff like that. But there are there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going on today. I'm just not going on today. And over the past couple of weeks, like I've made more of an effort and, and even when we've talked about this on the podcast. You know, I, I, I over the last couple of weeks have fallen down the kinks rabbit hole. Like I've been listening to a lot more music. I've been listening to, you know, more standups just because I just even the shows that I like, even the MSNBC shows I like, you know, there's nothing that Rachel's going to say that, you know, Belgie didn't say the hour before her that Lawrence O'Donnell isn't going to say the hour after her. And, and, you know, it's the same thing. It's like in the morning, I really don't need to listen to morning Joe when I, you know, go on the, you know, the 5k run every morning. You know right. what I mean? It's I mean, like, somebody in the, even in the documentary said that, uh, you know, there are two questions you ask yourself when you wake up. Do you pee first and then check Facebook or do you check Facebook and then pee? It's true. Uh, so while, while you've been watching you know, something with a little teeth to it. I watched this Netflix. I don't think it was made for Netflix. I don't know if it was one of those movies that was supposed to go to the big screen and ended up going to Netflix, but a Marky Mark driven vehicle called Spencer Confidential. No, the Spencer for Hire uh, reboot kind of thing. I, I wish. I wish. I, re I, re I really wish it was. It was Marky Wahlberg's love letter to... Boston via playing an ex-cop, a cop who became a, he's a cop who beat up his sergeant or his commanding officer and then goes to jail for five years or it. And now he's getting out. So he's an ex-Boston cop who's now an ex-con and, you know, something happens the day he gets out of prison that's keeping him from getting his truck driving license and moving to Arizona and starting a whole new life. It is so painfully pandering and cliche it's like no the 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 song shipping up to boston does not play in it 
every other Boston scene. <laughs> you know, Did they love goes, that dirty water? Dude, he goes into like, you know, the, the the cop bar where he's, you know, not welcome there, you know, because not only is he a con, he beat up a cop to become a con. So, you know, the cons don't like him because he's an ex-cop and the cops don't like him because now he's a con. And of course, as he walks in there, uh, Sweet Caroline's play, mm-hmm. you know, and then at one point, you know, there's a, like a chase scene. And of course, it's Aerosmith, you know, you know, uh, Sweet Emotion, you know, that iconic you know twang of the guitar i i think they crisscross the zekin bridge uh, apparently there's eight zekin bridge that connect every town <laughs> in boston it's like hey you know this bridge this brand new shiny bridge that we built 20 years ago that we're still saying it's brand new and shiny yeah that racists don't even want to call the zekin bridge they want to call uh, which- it the bunker hill bridge which is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, is 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 anti-Semitic or yeah, anti-Semitic? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, under the it's racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't forget the Jews are also uh, victims of racism in America. Oh, I haven't forgotten. Anyways, uh, and it was it was so bad you got to watch it. It was. It's like oh. Oh, this is going to happen now. Okay, this is a and it's it's like it's Mark Wahlberg and Alan Arkin, and you're thinking, you know, he can be a little more choosy about the roles he takes. <laughs> you, know, you know, he's like he doesn't want the the kids to see what's on the news, and he's like, you know, in a bar, and he's like, yelling, the Bruins are on, put on the Bruins, the Bruins. You know, it's like, yeah, we get it, we get it. the local hockey teams are Bruins, we get it, it's great, fantastic. So I I tell I tell my really good friend John down in Austin this morning and he just cannot wait for the sequel. Yeah. He's like, it is so awful. Oh, great. Yeah. I, um, I never watched Spencer for hire and, um, when it was on TV, did you? I, I did. Of course I did. You know, I, I watched, it wasn't, you know, it was one of those, that was back in the four channel days. I know, know. And I'm, I don't know if it wasn't a cartoon or a sitcom, I had no interest because I am a simpleton. But 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 you, then you might like this if you're a simpleton. Okay, so might, you might like this. You know what? I won't be watching. I won't be watching Dances with the Stars because a I've never watched Dances with the Stars. Two, I just found out that Tom Bergeron was kicked to the curve and uh, unceremoniously and Aaron and, Andrews and and he's not that happy about it. But the big thing is, did you? Yeah. The, uh, what's a woman's name? Carol? Carol? Yeah. Baskin. Who, you know, it's not really clear if she did kill her husband or not, but, uh, you know, AJ, uh, OJ was uh, is not a convicted murderer either. So. Right. He's booked for next season. So <laughs> did you also know, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, did you know about the commercial that ran during the first night of Carol Baskin's appearance on Dancing with the Stars? With did her murdered husband or suspected murdered husband they never disappeared found the body. husband right right they i don't know if they ever went through the tigers like poop to look for dna evidence but uh right his family uh paid for that commercial i believe yeah, what, what was the commercial about uh basically she's a murderer if you know the whereabouts of if you know anything about the whereabouts or the disappearance of the the man's name or if Carol Baskin had anything to do with it, <laughs> like named her in the fucking commercial. That's a lot of chutzpah, a lot of balls. 
And you know that the Dances with Stars people loved it. I oh, mean, any God. press is good press. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's sake, they they have a long track record of booking despicable people. I mean, let's not forget. Uh, let me. I. I uh, Sean Spicer was one. D- yeah. Yep. Tom Delay, the Enron guy. Uh, who else? They had. Yeah. Uh, how, I mean, how many? How many people's entire fortunes, or not even fortunes, like life savings that they were going to scrimp out the last chapter of the book, like gone because of that guy. Right. I think it went to, I think also, I think it went to jail like the next year. Could, I, I, like Bernie Madoff was, was, you know, was <laughs> Bernie Madoff was, uh, yeah, he, well, he could, he couldn't do the cha-cha. So he wasn't, he wasn't uh, up to snuff. I mean, you know, you had uh, the, the uh, there's so many of those, like, yeah, there's always like one asshole. And then even Adam Carolla, who I liked, to a point he was funny on the show I, you know i liked adam carolla i'm not gonna like you know shy away from my previous liking of adam carolla i think he was a funny guy but so was bill cosby yeah well you know what he was to some people <laughs> but uh, uh japanese women apparently right the asian models <laughs> the asian models that he would uh, was it was he consulted on uh, uh on jeff and uh what was that show oh pink lady and jeff pink lady and jeff was he consulted on that no but i think he got some inspiration from it <laughs> as we all did um i will i guess going forward um sooner than later i'm going to be watching more hbo max than ever before joe why is that the DCU app that I pay $90 a year for, it is going to be all comics and all their live action content and all the DC content is moving to HBO Max, oh. which I don't know if all the content is. I, I've read that the show Titans, Titans, Stargirl, Harley Quinn, which Harley Quinn did huge, you know, did really, really well for them this year. Mm-hmm. It uh, it did really, really well for them. Uh, I don't know if Doom Patrol is getting a third season, but one of the things that I liked is it had all the animated movies, but it had, you know, the Wonder Woman show from the 70s. It had all the old school, you know, DC stuff and it had Lois and Clark and stuff like that on it. So I don't know if all that content is going to HBO Max, but I know I got I decided, yeah, I'll get this app just for the Titans. I mean, a show that main character is Nightwing. I, legally, I wasn't allowed to not shell out the $90 for it. Uh, I'm like, that meme, take all my money. Um, Doom Patrol has been renewed for a third season. So that will be going to HBO Max, I guess. Uh, maybe. It's with one big change. And uh, let me see. I guess... It's going to be uh, exclusive to HBO Max. Yes. So, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to chip in, buddy. <laughs> but what? But what, uh, what? 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 I might not be able to do. So we 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 just spent the first like you know ten minutes going off against you know uh, the social dilemma, getting off of Facebook, and how evil this all is. But if Joe, if if you wanted to jump on TikTok. And you live in the United States, you better do it mm, today. Oh, no. Why? Is the president mad about TikTok because we didn't I, make a deal? Uh, pulling the app from the stores. Like, I, I, you know, they're not, I guess, come Monday. I guess there's also a, a, a Chinese, like, version of WhatsApp called WeChat that is also going to be pulled from 
you know, uh, iTunes stores and whatever other per executive uh, order per executive order come Monday, unless I know there's been a deal going back and forth, but, and I don't know if that's to hurry up and make the deal happen. If it's, you know, all just like, you know, puffing out the chest or if TikTok, they're not banning TikTok, but just new people won't be able to get it. So if you download TikTok tonight, Oh, they're going to stop new users for, from from being able to to get the app. But cool. I don't think they're they're blocking TikTok per se yet. We'll get there. We'll get there on November fourth. I'm sure of it. Oh boy. Oh, whatever. I I don't know. One less social media platform, I guess. I don't but know. when are you going to put up all your dances? All that dancing stuff that you're always, you know, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, my and now a serious question: How long have Buzz and Woody been over your uh, your left shoulder? Uh, a, couple, um, a month, a couple of weeks, something. like okay. that. Okay, I, I think you must be sitting a little bit more to your left usually because I it, it wasn't until you went on the spaz rant and you know you you hulked out there and you flipped the table over like, like as Jesus going, at the, uh, <laughs> at the as, whatever. As, as you're going through that. What's going through my mind is like, oh, look, Joe has Buzz and Woody in the back. You know, you're yelling about not wanting to. Why is the world the way it is? Why is the sky blue? And why are clowns so creepy? And I think why do birds suddenly saying. appear? <laughs> every, every time you were near it, I'm like, hey, look at Buzz and Woody. Um, so, uh, so now, yeah. So now that we've got all that sunshine and roses out of the way, let's talk a little politics. Biden. Finally, in a town hall on Thursday, flat out said what I've been screaming for people to say forever. Uh, the stock market isn't everybody. Like, like, and he said that he goes, you know, growing up in Scranton, you know, uh, you know, I saw hardworking people, you know, from a high rise in Manhattan. All you can see is Fifth Avenue or, 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 or you know, the stock market. And he goes, and he said that it, how and he asked around the room, he goes, how many people here? you know, get their income from the stock market. Now, granted, I under, I'm not saying the stock market isn't important. I understand, you know, its significance on some level, but the barometer of how the country is doing financially, of how the guy on Main Street is doing, isn't how, you know, IBM stock is doing today. And truly, I, I wish and I hope Biden hits at home more. I hope more and more people get it. It's like, oh, yeah. I I don't have stock. You know what I mean? It's like I'm scraping to I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get four extra hours of overtime this week because I need a new tire on the car. And or, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get a few hours of overtime this week because my kid needs, you know, a, a new tablet for the school and I don't want to be stuck buying one of those pieces of trash Chromebook because it's all I can afford. Uh so I was I was I was finally happy that he's Starting to to point out, like, look, the guy who has a golden toilet isn't relating to you. Uh huh. Yeah, he really reached um, his. Um, I don't know what he reached. I, I'm glad he did. Uh, I'm kind of a. I don't know. He got CNN, which I guess everybody has, but I, except me because I don't have cable. But Trump had the town hall, that disastrous town hall. On ABC with George Stephanopoulos, disastrous to normal to the normies, um, but triumphant and sandbagged to all of his base. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. What 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 is also interesting 
Uh, you you get the signs, sure, no, right? You 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 got them all cataloged down there in the Lucium, you know, date going back the 175 years the periodical's been uh, available. Yes. And their 175 year history, they've never endorsed a president or or, or a candidate for presidency until this year. And I think the cover is. We're all going to die, people, if you don't vote for Joe Biden. I, I, you know, we're fucked. I think, I think that was the cover. We, you know, we're, 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 we're fucked. But when a scientific journal that truly has, has been around almost as long as a country, you know what I mean? Isn't it a the Scientific War. American is the journal, right? Or is it? Is that, uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was, you know, scientific. But maybe. maybe it's scientific. I don't know. 175 year periodical is flat out not beating around the bush saying it is amazingly important the failing that- scientific american journal the amazon oh, journal joe oh no no yikes no 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 wait, 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 wait. stop 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 okay wait now all right this is friday september 18th that we're recording yeah. it what who died and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ah, yeah. All right. Great. Fantastic. Is that from Breitbart? I want to. I hope. Pretty please say it was reported by Breitbart. It's the only way that we can maybe be uh, get through that news. I don't know, Joe. I like management just walked in the office, and she's very respectful. You know, I, 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 in the <laughs> astonishingly respectful during a podcast. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like she's great with making sure the boys are wrangled as much as possible, or covering out the time for us to do this. So when she, when the door opened, and I just saw a look in her face, and she walks over. All right, I'm just going to read tweets from my feed that I won't name who tweeted it. I'll just read the tweets. Fucking shit. R.I.P. RBG, gutted, sad. God, motherfucking, Jesus, shit, dicks, damn it, fuck. Um, yeah, that's... Um, Sarah, Sarah Silverman? Sarah Silverman had the second one, yeah, but there are some others. It's Losing RBG on Rosh Hashanah is the most 2020 thing ever. I am inconsolable. Uh, everyone freak out tonight. Everyone get to work tomorrow, okay? Fuck. Hashtag RBG. No! Losing Ruth Bader Ginsburg codifies 2020 as the worst year ever. Fuck, fuck. This is from the tweet of God. Fuck, fuck, fuck. 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 Um, yeah. Fuck. We might be fucked. The worst fucking year gets worse. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the U.S. of America, United States of America. I know you both held on. R.I.P. Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the United States of America. I know you both held on as long as you could. Rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a giant. Make sure another Kavanaugh doesn't replace her. Please vote blue. Um, Yeah. This is a terrible moment. R.B.G. was a leader and a legal giant. God save us. Uh, If there is a God, may she bless and keep R.B.G., and, um, you know, uh, what, what's this one? Uh, hashtag cheese it. Oh, that's promoted. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, couldn't today couldn't be sadder. A brilliant jurist, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is gone. We must fight not to allow an impeached criminal to take her seat at CBS. We look, oh no, that's promoted again. Uh, 
You God damn it. God fucking damn it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. This year is a flaming fucking cesspool of garbage. Fuck. What else? Um It's um It's bad. Eh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And you you know, you hope that she would have held on for the rest of the year at least. But um yeah. So uh, who will be the I guess that means that uh I don't know. Does that mean Ted Nugent is going to be the next <sighs> Supreme Court justice? I, I I it's 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 you know, they they wouldn't let Obama have a Supreme Court pick because it was 11 months 11 and a half months before the election. <laughs> yes or no, come Monday, Mitch McConnell tries to steamroll something in. Oh, look, I just happen to have my candidate's records right here. And, you know, you know that they're like they just went to the RBG file, like the RIP RBG file and pulled out there. They got the next guy waiting in line in the wings. Or maybe they're not even that organized. Maybe they are that fucked up that they don't even have somebody on deck waiting. But I, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to do going forward. It's like, you know, here's what I thought we, we were going to talk about coming forward. And, and we're just I'm just going to throw it out there because nothing will be more awful than this. And that includes Barr comparing the stay at home order for two months to slavery, saying it's as bad as slavery. You're right, because, I mean, they didn't even have Netflix. Back. You have uh, you had the douchebag parents here in Massachusetts who. A week, like the Friday before school started, got a positive test, COVID test for their kid, and still sent them to school. And now there's 30 families. And um, what what town is that? There's uh, you heard about this? Funky town. It, it, it's somewhere in Massachusetts. Literally, the parents knowingly sent their kid with COVID to school, and now 30 kids. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. I didn't hear that story. Have shot. Uh, so, so that's that's happening. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the the you know Bunker Boy says, well, you know, if you take out the blue states, we really did a great job with COVID. Yeah. Like if if you take out 150,000 of the 200 deaths, we really did a great job. Well, I think what he's trying to say there is that the, the it was the Democrats who fucked up. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And the, and then, and then you know, and then it came out earlier last week that in an ICE detention center that there was a doctor basically doing operations, uh, you know, hysterectomies on women, you know, without their consent or without their knowing consent. It's like, here, you have to sign this form if you want your lunch. Oh, it's in English? You only speak Spanish? Uh, we'll just put your name right here type thing. And... When ICE was called out on it and they start the investigation, it's scary because one of the first things they said is in their statement, it's like, you know, these operations weren't like, you know, um, experimental. It's like, wait, no, no one was accusing you of that. Like no one's saying you were Jason, you know, Joseph Mangala. Uh, but now, you know, it's like it's like the bully, you know, sending out a memo the night before. It's like, I'm not going to steal your lunch money when you get off the bus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um but dude, yeah, I mean, all that is awful. But I, I literally will. I, I barely sleep at all, worrying about November third. And now with with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just uh, uh, it, like like you already said it, twenty twenty can't get more twenty twenty than Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying on Rosh Hashanah. Right, and I'm wondering how fast 
will they push through a nomination and the whole thing, you know, by November? That's the thing. I don't, you know, can they actually do that? And we're going to find, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, I wonder how the Supreme court would actually take that. Like, would they applaud that or would they, cause you know, cause it's, 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 there's been a, I don't want to see, say a pushback, but there's been a line that the Supreme Court shockingly has seemed to hold this year, ruling against a president a number of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think for for prosperity, for historical sake, for you know decorum, would even the Supreme Court say, "Yeah, we're not gonna be cool with this"? I, I don't, I don't know, Joe. You know, and that's a scary thing. It's like, but if you lose, if you lose the House. If you if you don't get back, you know, you know, the Senate and you don't get the White House, then, yeah, honestly, somebody like and he was on their short list. And I I'm, I kid you not. You're going to get somebody like Giuliani on the Supreme Court, if not Giuliani on the Supreme Court. No, I, <laughs> I mean, w- w- what's to stop it? I think even I think Giuliani's a stretch. I mean, he's so embroiled in in so much scandal and he's old he's like really fucking old they want a young guy in there they want a guy like a uh a gorsuch or a um uh kavanaugh yeah. Yeah, matt gates they put matt gates in there right, right exactly you know what i mean they're gonna put somebody in there who's in their 40s or 50s who will you know rule for another 30 years um yeah dude, dude i i i am i i apologize to you joe that i am just my head is just spinning right now i my, my heart is broken and my head is spinning this is just a kick in the gut to democracy it's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty 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 bad um well we we'll we just we'll just finish this out um you know I yeah, I, I you know it's like to, you know to, uh, talking about Brady playing for Tampa Bay right now. Who gives a fuck? Does doesn't Who fucking gives a if, shit? If I have zero interest in that. You know what do you think Biff's interest in? It is I know. Point? I know. You want to, you want to, you want to take a couple of phone calls? You want to, <laughs> you know? I mean the the only the only you want thing to make that, a couple you know, of phone calls. Oh, I, I yeah, it's a suicide prevention. You know, the only thing is, is like it's funny. You know, manage. I got a busy signal. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, they blocked your calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, management has a friend who is a. Uh, you know, look, lots of people get married three times. It's no big deal. Things just happen. But this guy is a serial adulterer, like, mm. like epically, who posted on Facebook that he can't believe Brady's lack of loyalty, seeing him in a Tampa jersey. It's like they've been so good to him for over these years. It's like, you know, there used to be a thing called loyalty. And it's like, um, what did he make a vow to the team? He didn't take, I know. But, but that's it. I'm not going down the lesser list. Uh, uh, um, you know, my, 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 you know, my, my random video game review. I haven't played any video games this week. My, Neither have I. my, my Netflix recommendation. It's awful. It's awful. All what the- Spencer <laughs> confidential. Yeah. So my Netflix recommendations are also equally awful. We have the social dilemma and to brighten your day, if you want to take a break from the awfulness that is 2020, why don't you uh, go back to the awfulness that was 1986? There's a four-part documentary series on the Challenger explosion.
and Jacques cut out. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah, you for no, I saw the trailer for that and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll watch this with the boys. It's like, why? Like I, I remember that day in the eleventh grade seeing that. I luckily didn't see it live, but I was also, by the way, a very, very dopey kid. Like I I didn't follow the Challenger saga when it was in the news not the saga but the i didn't follow the krista mccallough story when it was she was announced in january of 85 and uh we i wasn't in a one of the classrooms that was watching it live we didn't have like an assembly type thing but there was a classroom right down the hall and i was in god 86 uh was i would have been in third grade fourth grade something like that and um yeah and what i didn't know was peter billingsley who is the um, you know the, the the kid Ralphie from Christmas Story? He was on, he was in the stands as part of like the youth astronaut spokesperson or something like that. Like he was part of like a NASA kind of hey kids space is cool kind of thing, and he was there at the launch. He witnessed it live in person, and uh, but it, I mean, you know, it it does get into the. It does get into you know the 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 failure of the O rings, which would what caused the 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 explosion, and but it also gets into the minutia of you know the approval process and how it got through the cracks, and it actually you know has testimonials from people who approved the the launch, like who are still alive today, and and they were sad, but they were like I don't regret i mean i don't i i wouldn't have done things differently with the information i had kind of thing you know what i mean so it's kind of like oh okay we're gonna dig your heels in i I guess it's been 30 something years man you gotta you gotta wash yourselves of those feelings somehow and i guess this is how you're gonna do it but they were you know it's it's a very emotional thing um but yeah so if you if you didn't want to feel bummed about this year (laughs) I wanted to see how we how we used to do it old school back in the day. <laughs> how we you know when tragedies only happened sporadically instead of fucking daily. Every fucking day. Uh so yeah, that Spencer Confidential. It, it's awful sim. <laughs> uh, my parenting tip of the, the the week is I have to sit right next to my youngest kid who you know struggles a bit with uh, ADHD. Uh, well, to be honest. We all struggle with his ADHD, so I have to kind of, you know, you know, sit there, and I'm making it clear that it's like, yeah, you're going to wish you were going back to school. My parenting advice is, if your kid's learning remotely, yeah, make sure that they wish they were in school. <laughs> don't, you know, I mean, you know, don't, don't for a second let them think, oh, you know, I don't have to get up and go to the bus, and I don't have to wear pants and, you know, anymore. It's like, those things are true, but you know what? Yeah. Not only are you going to get this work done, I'm still holding you on the hook for doing piano and doing, you know, some kind of a gym class thing. So, you know, uh, my boys aren't loving that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's my thing. You know, be, be, be enough of a, you know, hard ass that they aren't loving being home with you all the time. And that's it. Yeah. All right. Maybe this will be the last podcast. I don't know. Hey, if they shut down TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, you won't stop. Ooh, I want to sex you up. Ooh. Yeah, so that's the end of the podcast. And um, I guess the end of 
democracy for now. We'll see. Eh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Biden will win in a six weeks, maybe, and uh, things will be one percent brighter than they were the past four years. But I don't know. I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag, baby. I think this is just you know. We might be able to put a couple of band-aids on this thing, but I don't know. I think uh social dilemma, man, check that shit out. You know, if you again, if you're on the fence about any of this shit about social media and the erosion of democracy and um what you can do to maybe break down that breakdown, you know what I mean? Like to sort of not be part of the problem anymore. I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I would kind of grasp at straws here. Again, there's only like five of you listening, so, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I think that's it. So, uh, whatever. Bye. Don't forget. Yeah.